Now the best DJ in the world. Probably. Unbelievable. I've only just started and already the link is trying to do me down. What are we going to do this week? It's Monday and it's the Britpop show. So we're going to do 25 years, as I promised last week, 25 years since the release of Everything Must Go by the Manic Street Preachers. Now that song had, that, that album had, it's got some history to it. So why don't we listen to the, I'm going to mess with your minds. I'm going to play the last song first and we're going to celebrate 25 years since that album was released. It makes me angry, ashamed, but No surface or feeling. Manic Street Preachers. From their album, Everything Must Go. Now people are going to say to me, is that really a Britpop track? Well, it is because it was released in May 96 at the height of Britpop. And I'm going to talk to you about 
it's 25 years since it was released and this album's got some history to it and to understand it you need to understand the history of the Manic Street Preachers so I'm going to talk to you about that very shortly and throughout the whole of this show because we're going to be playing some more obviously but before that I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Ben Ottowell from Gomez one of the lead singers Gomez obviously have three lead singers which is quite, makes them quite unusual but he's the one with a really raspy voice and uh, I interviewed him a couple of days ago now that's in the can and I'm going to mix it and we're going to be playing it not next week because next week's Bank Holiday Monday and we've got something special lined up for Bank Holiday Monday so to do with Creation Day Festival. We've got, we got something special lined up for Bank Holiday Monday and then after that I'll be playing you an interview with Ben Ottowell from Gomez. So as a result I thought I'd play this, haven't heard it in ages, Whipping Piccadilly. Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs.
Flipping Piccadilly by Gomez. How good's that? How good's that? It's been ages since I heard that and I've really enjoyed it. And the reason I played it was because I spoke to Ben Otterwell from Gomez. And that interview will be in two weeks' time. So make sure you tune in for that or, you know, just download it on the podcast as hundreds of people do every week. We've had a message from Scott already. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch, all you need to do is click on the app and just message the studio. If you're listening live, that is. If you're not listening live and you're listening on the podcast, then you can still get in touch. We just go onto Twitter, at The Britpop Show, and send us a message and we will... Sometimes we'll read it out. Depends how how crazy your opinion is. But, you know, we're more than happy to do it. We had a message from Scott. And Scott says, now this is good music. And he's talking about Manic Street Preachers. I think Scott is Welsh, or at least has some Welsh heritage. And there's a bit of that Welsh pride when it, that follows around Manic Street Preachers. But today we are celebrating 25 years since the release of everything must go and whilst the Mannix wouldn't necessarily have been thought to be massive players in the Britpop scene after their first few albums they definitely were after everything must go but to understand everything must go you need to understand the history of this band so the band are James Dean Bradfield Bradfield he's a singer and guitarist with his cousin I didn't know it was his cousin until recently Sean Moore on drums and then Nicky Wire Nicky Wire was originally called Nicky Jones good Welsh name there he was on bass and then then we're joined later on about a year later by Richie Edwards now Richie Edwards played guitar but by all accounts was rubbish at guitar and sometimes he would just fake it on stage he would just mime playing guitar because he just wasn't that good but his main uh, forte his main uh, what he was bringing to the band was lyrics and so he he was lyrics man mainly if he's you know David as David Brent would say so their first album for the Manics was Generation Terrorists second album Gold Against the Soul and the third one was the Holy Bible and that was largely Edwards lyrics so Richie Edwards did did mainly all of the lyrics and they were known for their lyrics and their you know political stance on various things and but he was he, he was a troubled soul was poor old was poor old Richie and Steve Lamack once uh, suggested to them that they weren't they were they weren't proper punks or that they weren't you know in it properly and so he took out a razor blade and carved for real onto his arm and it required 18 stitches so he was a troubled soul and this is the point they released three albums and then the fourth album is everything must go but after the third album, on the 1st of February 1995, Richie Edwards disappeared, never to be seen again. I'll tell you about that after this song, Everything Must Go.
Everything Must Go by the Manic Street Preachers off their album of the same name. That album was released in May 1996 and we are celebrating 25 years since it was released. Can you believe it, people? I know. We were talking about Richie Edwards having disappeared. I'm going to bring that subject back up in a bit. But before we do, because we can't do Manic Street Preachers or the whole show, we've got some more coming up. But in the meantime, as you well know, because I told you last week, the Britpop show is now sponsored. It is sponsored by Creation Day Festival. And I said nothing would change. Well, a couple of things have changed. And one of those things is that they've arranged for me to interview Alan McGee this week. I know, Alan McGee, the guy who founded Oasis. And as a result, it would be rude not to play something by Oasis, particularly off their debut album and their dirty sound that was created in the studio. So here's a bit of cigarettes and alcohol.
Cigarettes and Alcohol by Oasis. I'm playing that because, yeah, do you know what? I'm interviewing Alan McGee on uh, the end of this week. I know, living the dream, people, living the dream. And I thought you guys were a bit quiet, but then uh, I realised that I hadn't scrolled up. And, uh, and there's loads of messages, so I'm going to read some out. So Fernanda said she's, uh, she's got in touch via Twitter. Uh, for all the way from Brazil. I love it. I love the fact that people are listening in Brazil. In fact, we've got loads of countries listening tonight, I can see on the stats. So I love that fact. If you want to get in touch, either Twitter at the Britpop Show or just on the app, message the studio. We had a message messages in from Bok. We had a message from Davo. Davo's a regular now. A Design for Life is my favorite song from the album. Well, I don't want to give too much away, Davo, but we might be playing that very shortly. And Scott says, The Manics, probably my all-time favourite band. I would recommend, Scott, that you hang around because we are playing 25 years since Everything Must Go. I'm going to ignore all the other stuff, obviously, but we're going to be playing stuff from Everything Must Go. And I will, of course, be mentioning that their 14th studio album is out on the 3rd of September. And also, they've got a tour coming up. So if you are a fan of The Manics, stay tuned. But like I say... We've been sponsored now. We've been sponsored by Creation Day Festival. So it's the Britpop Show sponsored by Creation Day Festival. And they have, as a result, opened the door for me to be able to speak to Alan McGee. And I said nothing would change, but another thing has changed. We've got our, we had to go out and get a posh jingle. So the Britpop Show now has its very own posh jingle. Would you like to hear it? I can already hear you all shouting yes. Uh, from outside the studio. So I'm going to play it now. Are you ready for it? This is the Britpop Show's brand new jingle. You're listening to the Britpop Show. Sponsored by Creation Day Festival. Playing the best and the rest of Britpop. Do you hear it? Huh? Do you like that? I, I said it was posh. I mean, it was posh. Britpop Show. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we, we didn't pay too much for it. We paid a bit for it. We didn't pay too much. I hope you like it. Uh, you're going to be hearing it loads. So, uh, um, you know, it's only nine seconds long, though. I'm sure you can live with it. But like I say, I'm meeting Alan McGee. And before we get back to the Mannix and the story of Richie Edwards' disappearance, I'm going to play one more song linked to Alan McGee. This is Moving On Up, Primal Scream. <laughs> Oh, my. 
on Art by Primal Scream because I'm going to interview Alan McGee. And I've also played a bit of Gomez because I've already interviewed Ben Otterwell from Gomez and we will be playing that in a couple of weeks. But what are we talking about today? We're talking about 25 years since the release of Everything Must Go, the fourth album by the Manic Street Preachers. Now, before their fourth album had been released, if somebody had said, oh, you know, these are like a you know, Britpop indie band, you would never have thought it. But then just before, well, not just before, after they released their third album, Richie Edwards disappeared. It was the 1st of February, 1995, and it was the day he and James Bradfield were due to fly to the United States to promote the Holy Bible, which is their third album. Now, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories and whether he actually uh, is dead or still alive somewhere. And Richie, if you're listening, just call him, will you? Just, you know, let's let people know. But he, there's, because there's all sorts of weird things that happen. So in the two weeks before his disappearance, he withdrew £200 a day from his bank account and that totaled £2,800 by the day of the scheduled flight. Now, some say he needed the money for the US trip and it was, he'd ordered a desk from his, for his flat in a shop in Cardiff. But there's never been a real explanation of why, we, why he did that. Also, according to somebody called Emma Forrest, uh, she said that the night before he disappeared, Edwards gave a friend a book called Novel with Cocaine and told her to read the introduction. Now, the introduction talks about the author staying in a mental asylum before vanishing. And then also, uh, whilst uh, staying in the Embassy Hotel in Bayswater in London, he removed some books and videos from his bag and there was a copy of a, the play Equus and he wrapped them carefully in a box with a note um, and then decorated it like a birthday present uh, with collages and literary quotations. And these included a picture of a Germanic-looking house and, a, and Bugs Bunny and the package was addressed to his on-off girlfriend, Joe. Um, and then um, and and sent to her. So you know all of this just bizarre, bizarre behaviour. But anyway, the next morning, he collects his wallet, car keys, and some Prozac and his passport, and he checks out of the hotel at seven a.m. He leaves his toiletries, his packed suitcase, and some of his Prozac, and drives to his flat in Cardiff, where he leaves his passport, his Prozac, and and he leaves behind a Seven Bridge toll booth receipt. And then apparently uh, in the two weeks that followed, he was apparently seen um, at Newport bus station by a fan who a fan who was unaware that he was missing. Uh, and apparently they discussed a mutual friend, Laurie Fiddler, before he then left. Uh, and then on the 7th of February, a taxi driver from Newport picked up Edwards from the King's Hotel, apparently, and drove him around the valleys, including his hometown of Blackwood. And he, he said that the passenger had spoken in a fake Cockney, Cockney accent, which occasionally slipped into a Welsh one. And that he asked if he could lie down on the back seat. All very, very bizarre behaviour, isn't it? And he dropped him off at a, a train station. And then finally, on the 14th of February, his Vauxhall Cavalier received a parking ticket at the Seven View service station. And on the 17th of February, uh, the vehicle was reported as abandoned and the police discovered the battery to be dead with evidence that the car had been lived in. The car also had photos he had taken of his family days prior. 
And because the Severn Bridge is near to a known suicide site, people think he jumped from the bridge. But he's been reported all over the place. He's reported in Goa, India, Fiorteventura, Lanzarote. Wouldn't it be good if somebody spotted him and contacted us, either via the podcast or via the show, and, uh, and we found him? That would be great, wouldn't it? I can't see it happening. Anyway, he was declared dead uh, officially in 2008. But the reason you need to know all of that is because it was following all of this and this trauma for the band that they then started writing started writing again and in in particular they started writing a design for life and these were the first lyrics written exclusively by Nicky Wire or Jones as he was known by Nicky Wire who was the bass player and what you've got is Richie Edwards influence is on this new album but they've been allowed to grow into like an indie band because Edwards very much was in charge of their image and they were allowed to grow and James Stephen Bradfield as the songwriter was allowed to grow in ways he was he never thought he would uh, but the first single that i released with after that was a design for life so i really think we should play it now
A Design for Life by Manic Street Preachers. And we were talking about Richie Edwards' disappearance, and we will take up that story in a couple of songs' time, I think. But the point about it was that was the song that they released after his disappearance. And the fans were really worried about what was going to happen to Manic Street Preachers, because obviously if you lose a band member, you're thinking, you know, what's going to happen? And then they released just this brilliant, brilliant album, so they couldn't have had a better response and if he is listening anywhere, and I doubt he is, but if he is listening anywhere, or certainly was listening at the time, he must have thought, oh, good job I did leave. Look at that. They've gone and released a, uh, almost a seminal album. They've released an album that just defines the era. It's, it's right up there as one of the top 10 Britpop albums, I would say. But I'm getting very excited this week. In fact, Anon has mentioned, he's, Anon has this tune, everybody seems to have been loving A Design for Life. Uh, Anon, men- he, he messages every week. One day we'll find out who he is. He put tune, but he said, you should mention that you're going to interview Alan McGee. I think what he's suggesting there is that I've mentioned it too many times. Uh, so I won't, I won't read that one out, Anon, because otherwise I'll have mentioned it yet again. But I am a little bit overexcited. And as a result, I'm going to play the song that always gets me really hyper. This is 10 Years of Sleep by Kingmaker. The best radio station in the world in the world is right here, right now. It wouldn't happen in another world. It couldn't have happened to a nicer planet. It wouldn't happen in another world It's in the power to 
10 Years Asleep, Kingmaker. I love that song. It's difficult to call it a one-hit wonder because for a hit, people need to know it, and I don't think anyone's ever heard of it, but I absolutely love that song. 0898, you remember that? You have to be of a certain age to remember 0898. I wonder if you all are. Of course we are, because we're listening to the Britpop show and we're reminiscing about how music was great 25 years ago and, you know, the con- conversely, how rubbish it is now. Although we won't mention that because we're just going to live in the in the love. We're going to love this moment as if we were 25 years ago and music was just hit after hit after hit and they were all good. Talking of which, let's play... I haven't played any Shed 7 for a while. Let's play some Shed 7 before we get back to the Manic Street Preacher's story. Hits from the 1990s.
Preparing for gold by Shared7. Anon's on fire tonight. He says, that start sounds like Elvis, caught in a trap. You said that last time I played a song by Shed7, and not that song either. You're getting a bit predictable, Anon. If you are indeed the same person, why don't you unveil yourself and let us know? Right, what are we doing today? We are doing 25 years since the release of Manic Street Preachers, Everything Must Go. And it was released in May 1996 at the height of Britpop, and it got in at number two. And in, 19, in the 1997 Brits, they, re, they won Best Album, Best Group, and Best Live Act. That's how big this album was. In the 1997 Brits, come on, Best Album in the 97 Brits is a pretty impressive album uh, award to have. And the singles on it were Design for Life, which we've played. That was released in April, got to number two. Everything Must Go, which we've also played. Uh, that was released in August, got to number five. And then Kevin Carter was released in September, got to number nine. And that's about... a. a a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer who killed himself due to the fo- the horrors of what he'd seen when, he, when he'd taken all these photographs. He went to all these um, horrible places, took loads of photographs off it, and, and obviously suffered as a result and killed himself. Uh, I know, a terrible uh, thing to write a song about, but uh, it's, uh, it, it brings out into the world the, the despair in the entire world, I guess. And then Australia, which was released in December and got to number seven. Now, I played at the start of the show, No Surface, All Feeling, and that was the last song to be rehearsed by Manic Street Preachers when they were a four-piece band just before Richie went missing. And it's one of only two recorded songs that feature him on guitar. I told you he was a rubbish guitarist. Uh, the first one is La Tristesse Durera, as they say in the, in the uh, you know, that's the Welsh way of saying La Tristesse Durera, which is scream to a sigh. And they were what he said, what they said about that, Bradfield said about this in July 96, that the original recording that they did when they were just practicing it was released on the finished album of No Surface All Feeling. He said that we were putting the album together and we came to No Surface All Feeling. We decided to use the demo. Only the vocals and the end bit were re done now remember the manic street preachers are about to release their 14th studio album called the ultra vivid lament on the 3rd of september and i'll be giving you some details of their tour dates very shortly before that though i'm going to play you australia
Australia by Manning Street Preachers. And we had a message from Bok, who is himself from England's farthest prison colony. And uh, he says, I know this song, but I don't think I ever realised what it was called. Well, Bok, you do now. We are here, like I say, we're here as an educational service. You should stick that one on your Spotify list. Uh, Also, Bok wants me to mention that today is Bob Dylan's 80th birthday. And I think he told me a story about how 30 years ago he was trying to impress a a woman at work who then became his wife about Bob Dylan's 50th birthday. So that is, uh, Bok, that really does does age you. Maybe it wasn't 50th, maybe it was 60th. Don't know, maybe I've done you a disservice. But I told you also that the Manic Street Preachers were going on tour and that starts at the end of September. They do Newcastle, Edinburgh, Dundee and then in October they go Stoke, Manchester, York, Glasgow, Leeds, Portsmouth, Bournemouth and Cambridge and Bath and Brighton. And then in December, they play London Arena on the 3rd of December. So if you fancy it, make sure you get on it. And we've just had a message from Scott. Brilliant evening, David. La Tristesse Jura is such a fantastic track. It's a fantastic track. It's not off this album, though, so I won't be playing it tonight. But do you know what? Maybe I'll play it next week because we're getting a, a, a good solid reaction from Manix fans uh, tonight, which I really, really do enjoy. Right, the weather's been terrible, hasn't it? And I need no excuse to play this song, but I'm going to use the terrible weather as an excuse to play this song by The Long Pigs. Here comes another banger.
done it again, haven't I? I've, it's five minutes to go, and I've got about five minutes worth of songs to play. So I'm going to have to run straight through it. That's Blue Skies by The Long Pigs. Love a bit of The Long Pigs. Message from Dave saying, Great show today. Loved hearing the details of Richie Strange's, Richie's strange disappearance. Looking forward to the Gomez interview in the future. Couple of weeks, my friend. Couple of weeks. But I bought this next song. This next. Uh, I bought this album at the weekend on vinyl. This is The Goodwill Out by Embrace. Love it. Thank you for listening. See you on the flip side. I saw you sing out your prayers. Come on, LA. The sunshine of my life's been burned. And I didn't see the way. Swallow down your pride It's wrong and I'll help you hide I feel sincerely you're too much You're too much All at the same Yeah. 